You're listening to The Full Broadside. to another edition of the Full Broadside. I am Cyberjock. <laughs> With me today, KJ Mando, Mr. Sock, Nimitz, and Nightmare. The gang's all here, and in our chat room we have Partridge. How's it going, guys? What's happening, peeps? Uh, doing all right. It's Fun been, day. It's been forever and a day since we've gotten together. Been a minute. I want to apologize for the last time I missed out. I totally went to bed. I swear <laughs> to God, I was not I was even gonna. To I was like, not even gonna try and be like, you know, I had a long day at work. No, just straight up. Yeah, not even hey, cool we got story. done doing our thing, and I went to bed. Yeah, it's not even a cool story. I was like, um, I have nothing planned tonight. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And KJ That's texted me, and he was like, um, I and called. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, like, the, the, the worst thing is you that. left yourself live in Discord, so we're like, "Well, he was here. He's he's here. He's online." So I would just totally spaced it. I was like, "You know what? I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Screw it." <laughs> but yeah, we're glad we have you back this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we were fully expecting you to pop in and completely hijack the show and go off down a rabbit hole somewhere so we're ready for you but you never showed up <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we I never were. do man no, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah well that that is a true story he's not lying we did have a plan in action just in case yep we we call it we the had, Nimitz contingency. Yeah, we had, we, yeah. had dump, we had both dump buttons on standby. <laughs> That's, uh, like Pearl Harbor. Uh, I don't know. What do you got lined up for us there, Cyber? Well, why don't we jump right into uh, you had a progress report for us. Why don't we uh, we hit that? That was your little escapade yeah. into you, the ranch. You, so, <laughs> you want yeah. my blood pressure yeah. to go the roof right away, huh? You know what? No, a sh- a show, the show well, is so much better when, when, when Mando gets fired up. Oh, my well, goodness. I was fired up today. I was in rare form today um, for... Those are listeners and those you tuning in. We were it, it. It came out in clan battles, and it was. I, I had a couple of heated comments in there, and so again, I publicly apologize to my clan mates on that. Um, yeah, he that's was what mean. Does. He was mean, everybody. In case you weren't there, I, he was mean. <laughs> he was not mean. Mando, he was yeah, a little bit yeah. of See, he, yeah, kinda, he, he made nightmare cry. Oh, I know. I'll, I'll give it up hugs after the show. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, as promised, I you guys twisted my arm and I got into ranked, and uh, I I managed to. So, I took advice. Um, you, you guys said, "Hey, jump in some DDs." Now, I I didn't do the Fletcher. Um, I I kind of cheated a little bit because I did have some premium DDs sitting in my garage there that I haven't 
played in a while. So um, I said, okay, but I'm going to do just DDs and I'm going to go through the ranked. And I jumped in. So I, I switched back and forth. I was using the Benham and the new Strashimi. And so I was switching back and forth. I didn't do any cruisers, no battleships, nothing. And I actually had a really good time until I hit that wall and the wall this time every season it's a different tier this season it was tier two one star away from ranking out and man it's it's like this big you know sign neon sign over the battlefield that says potatoes sign up here because i ran into every i mean everything from you know it, it, it not the ohio up the middle this time it was lexington up the middle everything from lexington up the middle <laughs> to an, an ager on the j line trying to you know he spam stuff i mean it was just one word unbelievable and so today i stuck to it stuck to my guns and i finally ranked out and got into the uh qualifications for the silver league um i i did enjoy myself playing destroyers a lot uh, I, I'm not a destroyer main, I guess, you know, air quotes main um, to begin with, but I, I did have a good time. And one thing I will say is that the the Neustrashimi is an extremely underrated destroyer. Uh, I, I did put up some, some uh, screenshots. Uh, I had some really just extraordinary game. I, I'm talking like 150, you know, 160,000 or 140,000 damage. You know, um, the last game that I played today, I had a double strike in a new Strashimi. I mean, it's just a really underrated destroyer. And so I'm really happy that um, I picked that up. That was just one of those, you know, pull the trigger on it and get it before it's gone kind of a deal. So really happy with that. Well, before you, before you even said anything about the new Strashimi, I was going to ask you about it. I really was. Um, I thought it was kind of a gimmicky ship. I mean, I don't have it. I haven't played it, so I don't know. But I thought it was kind of a gimmicky ship. What do you like best about it? So I I was playing it all wrong. I had it set up as, as a hybrid build. And one of our clan guys, Bucky Ball, sat me down and, um, you know, and said, hey, Here's what you got to do. And so I changed my playstyle and I spec'd it out as a full torpedo boat. It's got good guns. Um, the, the guns are decent, a little inaccurate, but but there's only two turrets with two rifles per turret. So you're only getting four shots going out. And the rate of fire is kind of meh. It's kind of um, um, bulimic, I guess, is the term. Um, but the torpedoes, if you can set it up as – and it's normally, I think, what on paper when you look at it, the torpedo reload is like some – godforsaken two-minute reloaders. It's just way out there. And so if you set it up with a full torpedo, you can get it down to about a minute 20, the torpedo reloads. And so what I like about it the best, it is it is such a versatile hybrid. And nobody, and it's so rare. It's like it's it's like that rare, you know, jackalope running across the field. And you're like, what What was that again? It's so, people don't know how to react to it. Um, it's got decent AA with defensive AA fire. Uh, it's got a speed boost to get you up into 40 plus knots. Um, it's got two quintuple torpedo launchers. The guns are decent. The only drawback to the ship, it's got a really wide turn radius on it. And so even, you know, specking with the double steering, it's going to take you a little bit to get turned around. Um, and the uh, detection 
uh, the, the detection is like 5.6 kilometers. And so you really, I mean, people just, players don't know, they don't know what to expect. They don't know if you're a gunboat. They, they just don't know what to expect from me. And so if by playing on that advantage, um, I had a really good time in the new Shimi. And then, of course, the Benham is the Benham. And if you had a chance to pick up the Benham, and if you didn't, you really missed out on a good boat. To be you know, a boat. Didn't you the... Uh- the speed of the torpedoes than a range of torpedoes at a new Shishimi? The speed of the torpedoes? In the range and uh yeah. Oh, let me pull it up here. Uh torpedo speed. They're seventy two knots, and that's um without that's your Yeah, it's seventy two knots, ten kilometer range, and my reload with my captain on it is down to ninety seconds. So it's it's a it's a minute and a half, which is down from like two and a half minutes. Um, you know they're they're not howling torpedoes, uh, and, and they've only got a what's the range on them? Ten kilometers. They they got some beef behind them though, right? <clears throat> they can punch hard. Yeah, yeah I would uh, imagine they hit a little hard in the Halan, yeah, right? Seventeen the, nine. Yeah, the, the really alpha good. damage is seventeen nine. That's a that's an impressive little boat. It, it is, um, and so I, I had some really good luck with it, and I managed to get into. So now I'm in the qualification, and that's when the entire flow of the ranked changed. Now that you're in qualification, you're looking at tier nine, tier ten boats uh, this season go around, and I went from basically being king of the hill um, in the new Strashimi and and me dictating the. Um, the engagement on the battlefield to suddenly, and I'm just going to say this right up front. I've seen more Franklin Roosevelt's in qualifications than I think there are that people have in the game. It's like I ran into every other game, every other match was, uh, or not every other, every match was a midway or an FDR that I was going up against. And so now I've had to switch tactics and I switched over to the Ohio. So I'm currently um, in the qualifications right now. And I must say it is very enjoyable. It's very competitive. It's it's all of a sudden the caliber of uh, players. Um, I think the potatoes got left behind in the bronze, and you got to the qualification. And there's actually some really good players. They and, didn't trust me. Oh, they they uh-huh. didn't. No, the potatoes just have higher tier ships now. Just better potatoes, right? No. We're talking. We're talking uh, the gold potatoes instead of the rusted. <laughs> right. I um. I've I've not made it into gold, and I doubt I will this time. So I'm I'm still on rank five, but yeah, it's it's still pretty bad. The um, other problem I'm having at, at tier ten is I don't have uh, tier ten destroyers that I can effectively use in the same way I was using before. Like if I had, I kind of wish I had daring for this because I think that would be a bit better pick than the Howland, despite the things AA. But anyway. Um, I've mostly been using Ohio and Stalingrad. I've been having some success with it, but my win rate's not nearly as high as it was in bronze. Yeah, so, I I had good luck with, or so far I've been having good luck with the Ohio. Um, I've been switching up between the Ohio and uh, the Smallin, because uh, I picked up the Smallin or the Smallin. Um, who's our resident ling- ling- linguist? Linguistic. I, I think Smallin is probably S- closest. Smallin. Smallin. Yeah, anyway, I picked up yeah, which is a really fun ship to play. Um, and I'm used to playing the European DD line anyway, so it it fit right in with me. I was just having a hard time adjusting. When you got a Franklin D Roosevelt that's targeting you, there's just there's nothing you could do. I don't. I mean, 
no matter what class you are, it's just it can get very frustrating. Speaking of FDR, I was playing a match in my Holland the other day, and as FDR on the other team, this guy he had a he had it out for me. Uh, he he never did manage to sink me, but um, throughout the entire game with him going uh, going absolutely nuts on me, like I don't think he'd attacked any other ship other than me. Uh, guess how many planes I shot down? At seventy-three, twenty-five plus, one hundred twenty-three. Wow! I shot down eleven planes. Wow! Oh yeah, because yeah, the yeah they're big. They got a lot of in Holland, and I and I felt like a god for shooting down that many FDR planes. That is actually yeah a big accomplishment going against an FDR because usually considering that thing can just SWAT, it can SWAT squadrons from basically any other carrier out of the sky. Right, right. And as a dest- as a destroyer player, like you know, they're coming at you, and you you know you you duck, dodge, dip, dive, dodge, dip, and duck, and it doesn't matter because there's just a wall. It's like instant Shimakaze torpedoes hitting you as yeah. soon as he flies over. You know. But I do have to say, I'm gonna say- going a little off topic here with with Holland. Like, <laughs> I fear no carrier. Well, this Mando, AA is just I, so good. I'm gonna say. I, that's that's what I was gonna say. If you shot down eleven planes, and he didn't sink you, um, I was at least keeping him off me. That says you're a pretty good DD player, and he's kind of a bad carrier player. I'm just guessing. Well, that would be my guess. What what, what he should have done is after the first salvo of planes went down next to that hall, and he probably should have said, "All right, I'm not going after this guy anymore." And turned and would, found a nice juicy John Bart or something or whatever Manda was in when the two of us couldn't take one of those. Well, out of yeah, sky. right. <laughs> two <laughs> no, two no, big no, battleships, no. two big battleships with some of the strongest AA side by side sharing an AA bubble, and we both ended up dying to the guy. Unbelievable torps everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mando, it sounds player, like if you spot a Halan. You have to keep him spotted. Whether you go actively against him and try to sink him, that's up to you. But you've got to at least keep him spotted so that your team can kill him. Well, if your team is actually engaging him. Try. Fly by. Fly, here, here's the advice to the FTR guy. Fly by. If you're lighting them up and you're seeing them and nobody's shooting, turn away and go somewhere else. Find somebody easier. Because your team's not out there to help you. I don't have it. I think I'm going to have it with the next week or two. Uh, but if I get an FDR, I'm not going to be afraid of anybody, Holland or not. I'm I'm going to go get them. I'm going to jack them up. That's my take. Um, if once I get it and I learn Can we don't, quote this still- episode? Can we quote right? this episode yeah. when you come back complaining <laughs> that all your planes are getting killed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If I get to that point where I'm one-on-one with a Halan and my planes are getting jacked up, maybe I'll change my mind. But right now, no. I'm, I'm going to do my thing. And the Halan should do its thing, too. I mean, it should be like, AA, boom, boom, boom. Let's go. I'm going to make a note of this because I'm going to check back with you in a few weeks after you've got it and see if you believe it's been nerfed already. <laughs> Yeah, like the hidden nerf. I know, right? 
I'm getting flashbacks to uh, the Richtofen here. Is anyone else getting flashbacks to the Richtofen? No, no. We it's fine because we we've all hated the FDR for a long time. So it's no flashbacks. It's just we we hate the FDR. Um, well, Mando, I I guess I I want to ask um, the final verdict of your uh, uh, ranked escapades are: Do you hate them less now? Um, do you understand them better? Uh, because before you're like, no, I'm not with the ten foot pole. Um, but after this, has that opinion changed? No, it hasn't. I I will still stay away from rank just because I, I I enjoy the game so much. And when I play ranked, I get into this very competitive mode, and it's just it becomes a competition versus something. And in, in it and it really came out in clan, our clan battles tonight, where I kind of got. You know, some heated words coming out unintentionally, but that was that was the result of playing ranked for a couple hours today. And so, for the betterment of my mental health and my sanity, no, I, I stay out of ranked. Uh, to defend you a little bit, I I feel like sure, yeah, it was a little heated, but it was it was a very valid point, and uh, I don't think uh, you should have to apologize too hard for it. Well, I I appreciate that. However, it takes away. Ranked takes away from my enjoyment of the game, and it be you know it becomes like a like a stressful competition because I'm a competitive person, and in my professional life, I'm an I'm an alpha male, alpha personality, you know, team leader kind of a thing, um, just by nature of the beast. And so when I get into that competition mode, it it, it becomes like this. Um, I mean, you it really get turns it, into work. Yeah, it 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 does, and and so that's why I stay out of ranked and. And I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you're a potato, stay out of rank. Just stay out of rank. I, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> still some of the best fun I've had in ranked is uh, sync dropping with uh, the Wolfpack Alpha Clan in, into uh, ranked. That was uh, a lot of fun. Sure, we may end up on uh, other teams. We might not even end up in the same game. But if you plan it properly, you can get into some ranked games and make it fun because it's just smaller randoms really at that point. I, I still stand by still a lot of fun. my recommendation of wargaming. If you're listening, raise the entrance fee to ranked. Um, and the case in point is in the match I had our carrier carrier is a key piece. That is a force multiplier. It is a key piece of, 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 uh, you know, ship that, can make or break you if you lose your carrier early on in the game. And so when you get some potato head in there that just decides I'm going to go Ohio up the middle with my Lexington um, and you lose your carrier, not kidding, within the first two and a half minutes of the match. The match is done. Your team is done. And and so your only choice at that point then is what can I do to save my star? And, and then pretty much the team cohesion and that's everybody out for themselves because they're trying to save that star because you know you're going to lose the match. And so I, I I think my feeling is that if Wargaming raised the entrance fee on the ranked battles, I, you know, and I'm just going to throw a number out there, 1,500 battles, 12, you know, I'll, I'll stick with 1,500 battles, you know, um, I don't know, write the show, uh, email us at uh, fullbroadside at gmail.com. Um, and let us know what you think, you know, um, raise the entrance fee. That's, I think if war games did that, you would get a better caliber or a little bit better of a skill, um, 
somebody who knows what they're doing and not some wallet warrior that's just going to purchase uh, a, a ship. We, there was an ager with like 200 battles and he was HE spamming from the jade line. I know I mentioned it, but you can make or break a team by, by taking yourself out of just one, one ship difference in a six on six match. And it is important to a lot of players. It is important because you get that steel resource, which everybody covets in, in the game to, you know, cause you want to get the, you know, you can't get the FDR unless you, you get the steel. So that's my take on it. Um, no, I, uh, yes, I still hate ranked. Um, I still want to, you know, stay away from it from it with a ten foot pole. But um, I'm I'm doing it, and I will see this through this season because I committed it for the full broadside, and I'll see how far I can get up. Yeah, and and wargaming for all of our sakes. Please listen to Mando and take his ideas to heart, because when he's upset and ranked, he comes back and takes it out on all of us, and we're tired of it. Wargaming. <laughs> You gotta help us. He's he's gonna kill us all, man. You gotta wargaming. If you're listening, please do something. No more potatoes. Yeah. So that's my that's that's yeah. my uh, my progress report so far. All right. Well, Nightmare, I say you're doing better than I am this season. Nightmare, you're on the hot seat with brawls. You wanted to talk about them. Let's uh, let's hear what you got to say about those and and how you've had uh, experiences this yeah. far. Well. Um, uh, for the listeners of the in the past, um, you probably heard about our uh, our inter clan birthday one v one solo battle uh, fun nonsense jamboree um, or whatever sure. we called it. Yeah, I don't know. That was another good word that I didn't forgot about. Um, I'm full of them. <laughs> full of something. Yeah, we're, I know. We're right? from that. We don't want yeah, to give yeah, anyone yeah, opportunity. Yeah, glaze right over that. Um, move along. <laughs> Not so we got uh, <laughs> but. uh the the brawls uh happen to be a lot very very similar to that except there's no restriction on uh what kind of ship you can play just a restriction on tier um so i've been taking my massachusetts since uh it's a little bit overshadowed and ranked now and uh i gotta say it is really awesome being able to take uh, a ship that you got on a whim and you didn't want to do it because it actually cost you real money and you didn't have many other options because it was going away, but you got it and now you have a place to use it and it does in amazingly well against one-on-one -on -one scenarios. If you ever wanted to play something that's strategic or really fast brawl is for you that game can be over in minutes or it could take the full 20 minutes of you and the other ship maneuvering um i've seen a lot of varying ships i have yet to go against a carrier in that mode um, but me and a battleship, I've gone against destroyers, other battleships, and uh, cruisers. And honestly, there's only one, uh, really one ship, well, two ships, that have beaten me. And that is uh, the Tirpitz and the Odin. Those are the only two ships that have been able to best me. And it's because they have torpedoes. Well, I got two questions. First, uh... Uh, if it's just one ship versus one ship, I'm assuming the maps are very small, right? 
Um, they're the standard maps, but uh, like they're uh, the same maps they used for the last clan brawls, aren't they? It's it's same same maps. Uh, you got uh, two brothers. They're regular maps. They just cut them down, so okay. like you only get to see like one cap. Okay. I think I think so, one of the bigger cap uh, bigger maps is four point two kilometers per square. Okay. So. I haven't played it yet, but my question is, like, you know, if I'm playing a battleship and I get teamed up with a destroyer, what's my chances? Pretty good if you know how to play your battleship. Um, if you have, uh, because I, as far as I know, there's only one battleship with radar, and that's a tier nine Missouri, and this is at tier eight, so you don't get that opportunity. Yeah, that's what I'm um, saying. Are you nuts? No, I went against the Loyang. In my Massachusetts, um, the Loyang yeah. position with itself. the small bat with the small maps as a battleship. If you're not an idiot, and the destroyer player is not exceptionally good, you shouldn't have a problem. I I cruised well, right up to that. Why can't he alone? Why can't because you can sit in the cap? Yeah, you just go take the cap back. Is there only one cap? Uh, there's one or two sometimes, but usually just one. Um, there's been a couple times that uh, you also get epicenter with it as well. Um, epicenter on two brothers. Well, that makes sense that they do epicenter. That way, it kind of funnels yeah. you both right at each other, and it kind of yeah, that, makes that sense. Does. But I uh, that Loyang that I was uh, going against, he uh, put himself between uh, two rocks um, near uh, near the cap, and. Uh, I, I uh, threw out my fighter um, because the spotter plane messes with my uh, aiming at close range. Um, and I took a fighter just in case I'm going against a carrier because I want as much protection as that guy as I chase him down as I can. Um, and uh, my fighter saw him for a moment. I cruised up behind uh, where he was and uh, I saw that he had smoked up. And by the time he saw me and uh, knew I was there, it was way too late because I had all 12 of my cannons into his side and he was on fire and couldn't do anything about it. So by the time his torpedoes even touched me, my secondaries had him burning and nearly dead. So what and, uh, uh, what, what ship are you using predominantly? A Massachusetts. Okay, and, and you're using that all the time or are you mixing anything else? Almost, almost exclusively. I have used... Um, uh, my what's a tier eight uh European destroyer? Its name escapes me. Or so that's yeah, that's the only other one I use. I used it once, and I'm like, well, I succeeded, but it wasn't really that fun. So I'm going back to my Massachusetts. Um, but I've seen all the whole gamut of other ships, including other Massachusetts, which. I am proud to say that no other Massachusetts has yet bested me in the brawls when I'm in my Massachusetts. So there's a lot of really bad players in brawls, apparently. Now, you mentioned um, before the show it's 1v1. However, mm -hmm. if you're divisioned up, you can do 3v3. I haven't tested it, but I remember seeing somewhere that the brawls can also be 3v3. So I think... And this is pure speculation. It's zero effort has gone into testing this. That if you select brawls and division up, you can do three v threes. Interesting. So, now that might I, be something I'd have interest in trying. But I, I so I, I have a question for you. Hmm? 
what is because I noticed in rank um, there is a lack, an extreme lack of cruiser population. It's typically battleships, destroyers, and the you know the occasional carrier, uh, with right. the exception of the um, qualification league where it's all carriers because it's tier ten. So <laughs> in the brawls. Um, because I've noticed a decline uh, based going back to the captain's go rework. What, what is, is the population of the cruisers in brawls? Is there more or less it's low? It's definitely low. Um, probably I would say I would put it on par with the ranked. Um, Cause it's, it's interesting when you, so when you, you know, click on, you know, the battle button and uh, the, the battle button goes and you see, you know, you see all the, you know, two carriers and everybody waiting in the queue lately. It's been like, you know, 22 battleships, you know, 18 destroyers and three cruisers, which to me, it's completely flip flop from what yeah. it used to be. You know, Cruise, you- cruisers have it rough right now. They, they, they have the roughest job of all of trying to both deal with the destroyers, carriers in the air and any battleship that happens to be able to see them. While they're still sitting out at any, long range trying to make dead eye work, it sucks to be a. I was going to say any battleship player. that has dead eye. Uh, well, even a battleship that do- doesn't necessarily need dead eye will still be sitting back because if they move forward, they're going to get just destroyed. There's there's no in between anymore. Um, they've but taken I mean, the brawling out of a lot of ships, which is why I like the brawls because. You have no choice but to get in, uh, in, in there. Um, I went against totally, an totally conversation, well, but battleships were a little bit closer before Deadeye. They were. Um, I mean, some then, of them are still far behind, but honestly, the, uh, a lot of the German ships you had to get close. Russian ships, yeah, a little bit more of a medium. Uh, some of the American ships, predominantly, you had to get into that medium range. But now everyone's trying to use long range. Um, Keyword there being trying. Exactly. Right. I think Dead Eye is really overrated. I agree. I think, I, so I, think, I think everyone's trying to make it work. And the reason why oh. it's working, in quotes, is because everybody's doing it. So, And they don't know the, the success rate because... Yeah. It's it's one of those fortune favors the bold type scenarios because you can make dead eye stop working by getting close, and unfortunately, a lot of the cruisers that people are taking can't get close enough fast enough before they die. Um, well, in a battleship, I mean, if you get too close, it's you're a, already it's, it's lit up by always, everybody. Right, it's but always it's, been about the DD play. It's to, always been and. There is an amazing number of great DDE players, mm-hmm. and um, if if you're a cruiser and you're trying to get in close, you're probably about to get yourself wrecked. I mean, it's always been about DDE play, Dude. and as long as the DDEs can stay alive, I don't think. Dead Eye matters because if you can't get close enough, it's game over. To fully finish off Mando's question about the cruisers in Brawl, um, I haven't seen many, and I have yet to run into one that actually gave me challenge. 
at this point, I think the only way a cruiser can win is if it somehow manages to stealth torp and sink a battleship, um, or if it goes against a destroyer. Uh, because right now, I can uh, I can easily take out uh, any cruiser with my Massachusetts at tier eight in brawls. Like I don't, it's not a stress. They, I have to be playing very bad or make some horrific mistakes in order for them to have a chance. And, yeah. I have yet to ram anybody, though, so I don't know what happens when that and goes. Probably turns doing, into a draw. You're doing the 1v1 or the 3v3? I've been doing 1v1s because uh, I have been keeping very random times and nobody else is on around uh, the time I'm on. So okay. I, I get in, I do some 1v1s, and uh, I have a good success rate with it, and I really enjoy it, and I wish, I hope, that they keep it around because, my oh my, is it fun to just get in and have a little skirmish with somebody um, and uh, get out. In fact, that Loyang that I uh, caught by surprise and just annihilated – Gave me a, a compliment after the game, which I was not expecting at all. What so. what ship have you been using? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay, so let me ask you, and I have a follow up question to this one. What what is the? Well, let me. Okay, not what is. Have you been seeing a lot of turpitses? Because I know last brawl yes. season, turpits was the go to ship. Um, not a lot of turpits. More Odins. But I have seen that was my follow up was, have you seen more Odin's and Turpitz's in the brawl? Yes. Um, Odin and Turpitz right now are the premier ships to use because they can come up to you um, and do a load of damage and then turn broad and torp you. And it, I think Odin has up. better torpedo angles than Turpitz. Plus it's got hydro. Plus right. it's got hydro. It is. It is they're they're both really brutal to go against um, solo. In fact, they, I almost certain they're the only ships I've lost to in brawl with my Massachusetts. It's just so disheartening going against one of them that I'm like, I just the only way I can attempt to try to win is by keeping my distance, um, which means if they chase me out of the cap, the game's theirs. So. Uh, the, so for the all you Odin to- haters out there, this <laughs> is an aha moment. Yeah, right. I um, there's, so. there's a reason why we banned torpedo battleships from our uh, inter-clan birthday celebration jamboree uh, <laughs> uh, tournament um, because it is so incredibly powerful to have uh, decent torps because as you're going in, you can be lighting them up with HE, AP, doesn't matter. Just whittle them down, get close, and unleash hell. And there you go. It's it's over. Um, or you can play Ring Around the Rosie with an Amagi, which was my very last brawl I did. And it was it was really depressing because uh, the Massachusetts does not turn very well. And by the time I got turned around, the Amagi's like, this is my game. And I'm like, no, it's not. I have 30 seconds to try and get into the cap. I'm not going to make it. They're at full health. I haven't seen them the whole game. So, yeah, there's another way to play. 
which is play the objective and avoid confrontation. So for you pacifists out there, they're so advanced. (laughs) Wow. All right. With that, let's take a quick break and be right back. All right. We are back from break. And something Nightmare said during brawls had me just a segue automatically, but he kept talking. So I had to wait and and underline this point. Uh, Nimitz, I know you wanted to rant about the uh, restrictions with clan battles this season. Uh, Let's hear it. So last season, um, we did better than expected, and we had much success for our clan. We had much success. Um, so we we get into it this clan this clan battles. We get into it, and um, we had some struggles early on, and then we we kind of started to gel. We, we kind of figured out what our niche was. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you can't have this. You can't have that. You know, you the the Georgia, you won Alaska, blah, blah, blah. No Musashis. No Musashis. And then we're, we're struggling again. And I, I mean, I get it. I know War Gaming is trying to make it even for everybody, um, but you're not gonna be even. Um, there's gonna be better clans out there than you are, and you're gonna need every advantage you can get when you start restricting ship types. And builds when a clan is already gelled with that. I think you're limiting the ability of the smaller clans to participate, and it just it really pissed me off. I was like, "Wait a minute, we were just getting our vibe, we were just getting going. Now we got to come up with a new build, a new strategy." I hate it. I think it's terrible. So uh, I think what Nimitz is trying to say so eloquently is um, they were aiming at the apple, but they hit the guy in the head. (laughs) Um, So what this was intended to do was to force a meta change. And why they didn't have, that's why they didn't have restrictions in the first part, because they wanted to see what was going to, uh, what was going to develop. And it turned out Mogador was really popular. Alaska was really popular. Uh, that Alaska, we kind of guessed, and Georgia and Musashi were really popular, which also we kind of guessed. But they had to do their due diligence to make sure that that was the case. Now, I think what they kind of missed the mark with is the clans that are doing really well with these metas that they're trying to, I don't want to say stifle, but that they're trying to um, uh, impact are impacting the smaller clans way harder because they're not able to adapt as easily. You know, people like us said it takes us time to get into a mojo and to, to figure our stuff out. Or uh, people that might not have a lot of uh, variety, and it's making it difficult for them, whereas a lot of these other clans can... Yeah. You know, they've got ships upon ships upon ships to choose from. Right. And it's yeah, not even I mean, so like- much that. It's, it's you know, I, I was maining Musashi... 
primarily. And when that finished, when I can't play that anymore, I was thinking, okay, well, crap. Um, well, if I have to play Battleship now, I'll play Jean Bart. But if I can't play Battleship, and I can't play Alaska, which is kind of my main Tier 9 cruiser, what the heck options do I have? Okay, well, I have Brindisi in my port, but I don't have a captain for it because it's on my uh, Venezia now, so that's kind of out of the question. I sold the Donskoy because, like, when am I ever going to play it again? Well, it turns out I need it again, so I bought that back today, but I didn't have a captain for it, didn't have any of the modules, didn't have any of the upgrades, so it... Uh, I'm working on getting that back up to speed, but it's going to take a little while. So it's going to, and I, you know, and I'm one of the players that has you a bigger selection of ships. The Donskoy. We had, we had, we had one player on our on our team that yeah, had Donskoy's fantastic a single tier nine, and and that's what he played. It wasn't even fully upgrading, and we worked the the meta if that's what you want to call it and we figured it out and we started having success um even though we've got this one player in a tier nine that's not even fully upgraded and we were winning we we were doing our thing and then all of a sudden we're like nope sorry you can't have a georgia you can't have a masashi uh blah and then we were left hanging out in the wind. We were like, okay, now what do we do? And I just think that sucks. It sucks so bad. And you know, it's one thing to moan and complain about how it's affecting us as a clan, but the reality of it is it's showing a weakness that we have that we need to address. Yeah. It, so, it, it definitely so, forces us to try to adapt to the situation more and I mean, in that we can try to find an advantage in it because everyone yeah, else has the same I mean, problem. So what you're no, saying is, no, by, by limiting seven doesn't have this problem. They do not. I mean, they're like, okay, cool, we can oh. adjust because we have eight billion clan members and we can get whatever ship we want and we could do whatever we want. You know, they can adjust, but when you're a small clan like us. Um. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It we we don't have that mobility. We don't have that option to just be like to switch on the fly. We 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 don't have that. Tier nine is a little tougher too, because like I only have uh I have eleven tier nines. Whereas if it were tier 10, I have 19 tier 10s. So I have a lot more selection there. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, we, we're all grinding all these different lines to get to 10 so we can play the clan battles. And then they throw a nine at us and we've sold all of our nines to finance our 10s. You know, I mean, that's and the you know boat I'm really in. Does, you know, this, this, what this, this really does is this pokes holes in the people who, uh, who think it's smart to sell ships when they move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, no, it really changes the whole meta. The small clan environment is what it pokes holes in because that's what small clans do. I mean, um, you, I mean, we have a couple of whales. No, no offense intended, but we have a couple of whales. But oh, we, I resemble we that a lot of whales. And um, I mean, if you look at the majority of our clan members. 
um, they don't have, you know, a hundred ships. They don't have fifty ships. I will say this though, Nimitz. Uh, uh, out of our small clan, the majority of us have at least up to one tier ten. You can't say that about many other clans. Um, yeah, I've been a in lot a lot of, of the, clans where most people haven't had a tier ten. Yeah, a lot of the people that come to us, their highest is maybe an eight. So, I mean, we as a small clan are slightly better off than most others. We, sure, we don't have the great selection that other people have, but I honestly think that makes us work harder and try to become. It forces us to be to get better faster in order to compete with the, those with more opportunities. Sure, not ideal, not a whole lot of fun. I, I, I but, get that. I do. But there's also clans out there like 007, um, 07, whatever, um, that, you know, they have like multiple clans off that branch and every one of them has, you know, 150 ships apiece. Um, so when we go into these clan battles, if they start restricting ships, that's only going to hurt the smaller clans. I'm just saying it's only going to hurt the smaller clans. I, I don't disagree. Not at all. I think that the, that's a side effect of what will happen. I think their goal is to, uh, Try to give a more even and fair advantage. Yeah. I don't think it's everybody. been a bad thing. I think it's kind of been a, a net neutral. It hasn't yeah. made it any better for us, but also hasn't really made it any worse because we're not having, you know, for example, last season when it was basically the meta was Rick Tuff and Kremlin and five Petros. Um, mm-hmm. you know, well, we didn't have those ships. So it would have been kind of nice if they'd limited it to one Petro because that would have helped us. So it's, is plus and minus, so I think overall it's a neutral. My the the benefit that I have is that I have a uh, several people in the clan to fall back on because I have five tier nines and only two of them are. One is great for this. One is iffy. Well, and that's it. <laughs> the rest are okay. Not recommended. <laughs> Not trying to get personable, not trying to be offensive in any way, but like when we play, you have to fall back on the Ostergolan. And yeah. I think the Ostergolan is a great ship. It's awesome, but I don't think it's fit for clan bottles. It's I really not, don't. Not um, at all. If, if somebody, it would make more sense if they were carriers for sure. Yeah. That's why, that's the main reason why Holland was so strong at tier 10. Was well, the CAA. I. I totally see what Nimitz is getting is is by limiting and I see the other side is what Sock's getting too is by limiting the you know by restricting the the type of ship the class of ship or you know whatever you are in essentially excluding smaller clans from mm-hmm. being competitive but then again you have to throw that in there because you have the larger clans where if you didn't the whole team would be Stalingrads and Petropavlovsks you know so I mean y- it's. I think that Wargame is is doing a good job walking that fine line between the two. And with us being a smaller clan, or if you're in a smaller clan, to our listeners out there, that um, 
you know, that's more motivation for you to go out and get up and, and grind yeah. up those tech trees. And, and you, you know, know, as tough as it is, do that. as tough as it is, I bet if you asked someone at Wargaming or if you asked Wargaming on their take on this for smaller clans, their response would be play better. Yeah, in, in a better, in, in a sense. Um, I mean, brut- to put it awesome, very bluntly. Yeah, to put it to put it bluntly, but I I'm a glass half full kind of guy, and you know again my bragging point is a Joe average player, and I think as a Joe average player, most of us are like, well, okay, if you're going to throw this restriction on, then that's more motivation but, for but me to already out do and, that. Uh, yeah, with with the with the with the rankings, uh, they you you go into clan battles and they try to rank you against. Uh, clans that you're formidable with. Um, sometimes it's not possible and you get ranked up against a clan that's better than you are. But if you win, you get more points. If you lose, you, you get, don't lose as much. You don't lose as much. Um, if you play against a clan that is far below you, you get less points and they get more mm-hmm. points. So, um, I mean, why take my ships away from me? You've already tried to balance that. Why take my ships away from me? I mean, coming at it from somebody who is usually relegated to an Oster, because uh, right now uh, we can only have one Alaska. Um, I I can play an Oster fairly well, um, but not everybody else uh, has something that's comparable to an Alaska or has anything else they can really use. Yeah. Now that um, Alaska's gone, it's pretty much uh Kronstadt has kind of replaced that, but that's a pretty rare ship. I honestly am really happy to not be going against three or four Alaskas on the other team because I, the Alaska is a beefy, scary ship. If you're in anything other than a battleship, it is, Slightly terrifying. Yeah, Alaska's um, tough. I, so, I think that the restriction is is what, specifically what to this season, though. I think it's going to. I mean, it'll change from season to season. And I think the only reason why that they do that is because it was going out of the store, so everybody went out and purchased an Alaska, um, just like everybody has a Thunderer right now. So mm-hmm. you know, I I think it'll change from season. I don't think it's permanently. It, right. But no. that's that's also not to say that things won't change next week. I'm just saying, we do different prior, restrictions. Prior to the change, what we win five out of seven, and then they made the change, and now we don't know what our meta is. We don't know how to play as a team. Um, we're we're still trying to figure it out. What what we lose? We took like two out of eight, something like that. I mean, I'm just saying. It we also didn't have we also didn't have the exact same roster of players. Yeah, it was a very fluctuating roster of players tonight. Um, you know that night when we were really winning, we had a we, uh, the calling was consistent the night through, which it also was tonight. But we oh, had thanks. those um, like we had the same players the whole way through, and we were able to use the same comp the whole way through. We weren't able to do that tonight, right? I just, I mean, I'm, I understand about changing the, you know, putting restrictions on ships, but why couldn't they do it? Like, all right, for Squail and ga- Gale, you do whatever. Squail and Gale, Squail and Gale. <laughs> I like Squail and Gale. That sounds nice. 
Squall and Gale, but then when you hit Storm, put the restrictions there. there. That's an idea. Yeah, yeah. Because so, I was, you know, they might do something like that next me. season. Like this is the first yeah. time they've ever done this, so it's. I think it's still yeah. very much a work in progress thing. Well, right. and that's but that's what I was going to league. ask. You know, is, yeah. is if you did it by league, and then 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 you you know, you already know, you already know you okay. We're going to this league. We know have an idea of what we've seen so far. Now we can't use these ships, so let's regroup and figure out how to play these ships at this league. Right. And that's what I was going to jump into and say the solution. What's the solution? And, you know, I could say, well, how about a solution that we, to better benefit the smaller clans, let's say clans that are, you know, under 40 people or however many actives, however they need to figure that out, you guys are unrestricted and the bigger clans. But I already see a workaround for the bigger clans. They'll just break into another clan, cut half of them here and half of them into that clan, and they'll do that. And they'll still you know, they'll get away with the restrictions. They'll get around it. They'll right. find their loophole. So right. what yeah, you're saying is... always going to be a way around. Right. But what you're saying is you do it by you know leagues like by that, league. that... That is is a good solution. That's unilaterally so, across the board. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think that's a great idea. I mean, I got all that, but I'm just saying, um, without all the restrictions, we formed a group of people that could right. play together, and we kind of figured out something, and we started a jail, and we were winning, and we were kicking ass and taking names, and then all of a sudden... We have to come up with a whole new ship combo, and we weren't as successful. Yeah. Well, it also took us a while in the beginning to get right. to get to that point. So it might take us a while to get back to that point. Right. I right. I was going to say right. that you're right. I don't That's think that would. I don't think that would change too much uh, because if it, if they had instituted no restrictions, um, we would be going against. Um, stronger clans, uh, those who had already, you know, made it through, right. and they're already going to be harder with in. the more powerful comps. So we were going to start our momentum. We'd be that starting we had, to come into like two Georges and that. five Mogador comps. Yeah, it's right. it's that that the restrictions I feel are keeping us are giving us an ability to keep our momentum. Granted, we have to shift gears a bit, but if if they left things the same, I mean. It, it took us almost the entire get, season get, to get where we were last time. And even then, we barely were able to hold on to it. So Anyway, I, I, think, I think we have a weekly grind to move on to. Yeah. yeah, yeah let's, It's uh, our last one. Before I don't this wanna, conversation I don't yeah. starts going around in circles more. All right. <laughs> I'm not more. ready to end the weekly grind. <laughs> I, I like how he threw the word more at the end there. <laughs> M-O-A-R more. Yeah, yeah, more. B-O-T-E boat. Well, that is that is the case. We have hit our last weekly grind, so hopefully we hear and we have some ideas for, for next week's show. But our last one, and I don't I, I won't say we saved the best for last, but Russian cruisers. Because where do balance. You guys, yeah, because balance. So we finished off with those and uh where do you guys want to go? Both lines? Might as well just do both lines and call it good, huh? I don't know much about either line, so I'm going to sit here and learn. Well, I will tell you, the last time I played really any of the cruisers in that line 
was when the Moskva was still part of the line. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. I don't play it much anymore because I think it's gimped now that it's now that it's premium. I think they did something to to mess with its juju, and it doesn't just doesn't work like it used to. And I, I don't know, so I don't I don't play much of them anymore. I, I've switched gears and gone destroyers and battleships and and backed away from the cruisers. But I don't know. Well, what, what do you guys the, think? I, I know I know light you do. cruisers. Um, from tier five and above, they're all really good. Katowski's kind of mm-hmm. mad, but the rest of them are all really good. Um, I truly be- believe Shores is one of the best ships in the game. Yeah, I hate seeing that thing on the other side of the map when you're in a destroyer. We were just talking about that the other night, about how, again, talking about underrated, and I don't know, um, coincidentally, they're Russian ships, but, you know, with the new Strashimi, but yeah, the Shores and the... Um, and the Chappie, the uh, mm-hmm. very underrated ships. Yeah. Excellent ships. For me, with the exception of the Donskoy, because um, I sold it because I needed the credits at the time, um, but, but I already discussed that I, I recently bought it back. Problems, to keep. That's what that is. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I kept every single one of those ships from the Bugioni up, and they all have their own captains. Right. And let's wow. not forget, if I like you're a, them. a premium whale like myself, the Kutuzov, like the OG smoke cruiser. Come on yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I remember when that ship came out. I'm pretty sure it was the first cruiser with smoke. And it was like, it caused a bit of an uproar. Imagine <laughs> imagine Beautiful. a cruiser with smoke causing uproar. Wow, we got bigger things to worry about now. Yeah. Anyway, it was like, <laughs> what? A cruiser with smoke? That's like against the law. That's a destroyer thing. And now we have mm-hmm. battleships with radar and DDs that- with radar. Mm-hmm. That and the AA on it was almost untouchable. Well, um, with the Italian battleships, apparently you can get smoke too. So it's a crawling yeah. smoke. That's it's, it's, that's a full speed smoke. So, yeah. so speaking of underrated ships, the Lazo, Lazo, Lazo. Am I yeah, Lazo. That right? I don't have it, but from what I understand, it's really good. It's basically it a ship I have it tier seven. It is a Tier 7 Shapayev with an upgraded armor belt, and you won't see too many. That's another one of those rare unicorns in the games that you won't see too many of them. Um, You can get that one for coal, can't you? Yep, yep. Rare unicorn. That sounds like it's right up my alley. I might have to jump over that. I've been thinking about picking it up, actually. So have I. Real talk, though. I've I've actually been thinking about picking up the Lazo. Yeah, I have to. So going up the the tech tree line... um, you know, again, pretty typical standard game configuration going up and, and you know, up to, I, I would say, about the tier five. I mean, you could, I mean, let's just face it, guys. I'm just, you know, again, from an average Joe player, you can whiz through tiers one through four in a matter of an hour or so, you oh, know, yeah, um, easy. It very easily. Tier five is where, you know, the Katowski, and as we know, we have. That's the, when the play style starts. Yeah, that's when you real, the line really starts to open up as a tier five and you start getting into the style of the ship moving up to the tier eight where the branches branch off to the Chapayev ending up in the Nevsky, which is the light cruiser line. And then you have the other branches, which is the Talon and, and the Petropavlovsk. Yeah. If you're um, going up the heavy cruiser side, do yourself a favor and free XP through the Talon. See, I felt that way through the Riga, the Riga and I just didn't, did not connect. I didn't mind. I, I really didn't like the Talon. I didn't mind the Riga. I should probably buy the Talon back and give it another chance. Now that I'm a better player. Um, uh, the main issue I had with the Riga at the time when it first came out was I tried to play it like the Moskva 
uh, which is not the right way to play. That was before I understood how the Soviet gimmick worked. Um, but I think if I went back to it now, it would probably be a lot better. Because the truth of it is, it's one of the the uh, um, toughest cruisers in the whole game, especially for its tier. Um, the Talon? No, the Riga. It's got fantastic survivability. It, the sides are really soft, but I mean, what cruiser isn't? Right. All I know. Um, Plus, it's got good lines. That superstructures. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I went up through the chain. I got the the Mosfa, and they redid the lines. Now my Mosfa is a premium, and so I have to work back through the chain. And um, I'm at the. Uh, Donskoy. Um, I did not like the Donskoy when I played it previously. I did not. I hated it. Um, I'm actually, I've had to play it a couple times in Cloud Metals, and I actually kind of like it. Um, it's not the most maneuverable ship, but it's maneuverable enough. And rate of fires. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that. What's the right? What's what's the right word? I don't even. Well, know. It's not. It's not maneuverable. Maneuverable. <laughs> <laughs> maneuverable enough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There we go. There was that enough um, at the end that was but, throwing you. Um, it's a. Uh, it's it's kind of a cool ship. Um, it. The sides are soft like any Russian cruiser, but um, the nose is kind of good. Um, and you just have to kind of go dark and then turn away when you're when you got to get out of harm's way. You just got to go dark first and then turn away. Um, the rate of fire is pretty freaking amazing, in my opinion, for that tier. Uh, Russian cruiser. Um, the fire rate is pretty freaking amazing. Um, my biggest, my biggest problem with the uh, Donskoy is I don't know how to play it. Um, because I think I want to be up close and personal so I can pop radar spot destroyers help my fellow DDs and my fellow cruisers. But when you do that, you get smacked. You get smacked. Yeah. So, is <laughs> not meant to do that. Um, I know, I, I know it's a kiter. I know it is, but because I have that radar ability, I sometimes want to test it. And that's, I kind of wish that with Shapayev and Donskoy and Nevsky for that matter, I kind of wish you could ditch the radar for a spotter plane. Yeah, just be. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, Yeah. because I all I never used fighter. I never used fighter on shores, and I think that's why I like it better than Shapayev is because I can get the spotter plane and get the range out. Yeah, and they Uh, they all do start really good fire chance. You know, obviously they're not Thunderer John Bart, but they do a heck of a job. Donskoy especially, like if you build for it, like if you use range mod, you honestly don't really need a spotter plane because you don't really ever need more than, gosh, what is it, like 22 kilometers of range or something? Right, yeah. That's that's a lot for a cruiser. 
I don't care what anybody says. They'll say that the uh, Moskva is um, crept or whatever. If you play it right, it's still a damn good ship. Moskva's still great. Mm-hmm. I it's love no the Stalingrad, Moskva. but it's still good. Especially when it was on the tech tree. Now, I've reset the tech tree once, twice now. And I'm every time I get to the Donskoy, and I'm just being brutally honest, I free XP through that thing. I can't stand the ship. Oh, I do it's it. a roadblock. But I do it for a different reason. That's my main line to reset when I do reset lines. So what I do is I reset, I reset it, free XP up to tier 5, because that's where you start getting the experience. And then I, I flag whore from 5 to 8. And then by the time I've got through 8, by the time I've got through the Shapayev, I have enough free XP to f- skip the Donskoy and research the Nevsky. Then I wait for the next season and do the same thing until I get a nice stack of um, bonuses on the 9 and 10. Then I buy those, and that's how I got the Ohio. All in all, so, though, aside from the Donskoy, it's a really fun line. If you guys out there in gals are thinking about going up the line, it's a solid line. And it branches off into the heavy cruiser line and to the light cruiser line. Both are very viable. I've seen them both used, especially the Petropavlovsk in, in, as far as endgame clan battles. And the Nevsky has this place, too, um, and certain strategies on certain maps. And so you, you Well, you know that on. Nevsky is a vegan's paradise because you can grow your own food in it, so the bridge is a greenhouse. I, I know what what is up with that with the you know with the art department it's got like um well what, clearly that's what the blueprint said but why you know the reason why you see a little bit of history lesson here the reason why you see so many ships with open bridges in this game is the ships really were like that because the thinking was you can see better from an open bridge and you can see things like airplanes and you know if you're going to be in bad weather or in combat then you can just go into the conning tower since and it's easier from an open bridge to see where you're going when you're docking. And you can't really see, going back, when you're in the conning tower, you can't see anything out of that. But I was reading and watching a video saying, they were talking about that, the question of, well, why are there no windows in the conning tower? Like, can't you not see where you're going? And the answer was, like, when you're in the middle of the ocean, you don't really need to see where you're going. True. I mean, what's what's worth to go to run into? Another ship? You know, the I most heard. important thing, especially in more modern times, you, your radar spots everything for you. Or And before that, your rangefinders on your guns are what's looking at everything. You don't really need to see anything else other than that. Unless, well, you know, for target they, spotting and stuff. That's that. why there's no showers on ships anymore. I mean... But going back to the Donskoy, because I'm, I'm abashed by what you guys just said. So you guys hate it that much? You hate the Donskoy? Can't stand it. No, I think the Donskoy is fantastic, but I just it's circumstance that I skip it. I had a love hate relationship with it myself. Uh, when I first had it a long time ago, I played it quite differently than I have to do now. Now it's more of a kiter, and you just kind of do your thing. And if something gets near or or within your range of radar, then you pop it and and try to stay not really island, but you know you kind of try to stay out of the fray. Whereas people often forget about it, how strong know, the armor piercing is on that line. Right, and that's the thing. You can't just be. And that that's the way I originally played it way back in the day when I first got it. I was nothing but spam he, but. Man, if you somebody gives you a good broadside, I mean it it's not too much lower yeah. damage on the AP than the than the Mosfa is, and you can really wreck somebody's even day. but something going back to the Shapayev, even battleships, if you get one broadside, your best option is putting AP into the upper belt. You're not gonna citadel them. 
but you're going to get damage that's going to stick. Especially if it's something like uh, Iowa or in Alabama where you're likely to get uh, torpedo protection hits. Right. So, uh, coming from a somebody who's never gotten down that line in any form or fashion, like the only Russian cruiser I have is a Mermaid, which is a it's an Omaha with a paint job and better torpedoes. Um, what is the role of a Russian light cruiser and a Russian heavy cruiser? The light cruisers are kiters, one hundred and ten percent. Um, yeah, it's actually the line that I learned to kite on, so that they partly have a special place in my heart. They're one of my favorite light cruiser lines, but it's honestly probably the best line to learn how to open water kite because your shells are so flat, you can reliably stay at decent distances. The ships are maneuverable and really fast, uh, and the heavy cruisers are the complete and utter opposite. You know, you, you got the Soviet battleship gimmick on oh, the Riga yeah. and the uh, Petro. Bow tankers, yeah, bow tankers to an extent, and uh, but more close range. Petro's not super effective at any kind of distance. Struggles well, that's part of it. the the um, and I'm going to say the G word. Part of the gimmick, though, of that line is the further you are away, the the you know. Less yeah, well, that's active. the whole point. They had a, yeah, a roll manufactured into them, which is, I mean, the Kronstadt, which is was I think the original you know um, what do you call it perpetrator of that gimmick I don't think it has I, it, it has the same play style but I don't think it has the, the dispersion gimmick it does the it further does. you are away the, the, the more yeah the wonkier the dispersion gets um, and the closer you are the, the better it gets I don't know I might have to I'll have to do some research on that alright for, um, for us guys that don't play the Russian heavy cruisers. What's kind of the optimal range for a Russian heavy cruiser? Uh, ideally, less than tw- less than twelve kilometers. So we're looking at close range, less than medium range. Yeah, yeah. you're 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 with the destroyers. You're a front line fighter within so, reason, of course. Like, don't go pushing into their entire team. Are you? Like, do you, you know, feel- don't be stupid. Do you feel like you are a threat to battleships or should you stick oh, yeah. to cruisers? Well, if you get them broadside, you can citadel anything with a Petro. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Uh, it, because I'm a Des Moines player or Alaska player, I um, I punish heavily the Russian cruisers that think they're just invincible and then they go, give me a broadside and I... No, I'm not sure if you guys ocean. remember this, but this was uh, last season, be- near the beginning of the season. Um, I was in my Petro, and I ended up having a Slava push me. And I managed to hold him. He decided, hey, screw this, I have to turn around. And I damn near 100 to 0 this guy in a Petro. Really? Wow. Yeah, and the nice thing about the Petro is that your, your, your uh, hull is so low to the water. So yeah, the freeboard is so a- low. Yeah, and in your citadel, it's it's a really tough target to citadel, especially if you're angled. Um, on the opposite end, on the Nevsky line, the light cruiser line, what the Russian cruisers excel at is is to stay at max range. I mean, they stay at max range and use your flat trajectory to your advantage because you can 
uh, land shots because of the trajectory it's you know at at that range versus you know an American you know U.S. Navy cruiser where you you got to be a lot more upfront and work in your islands a lot more. Fascinating. Well, thank you for the the, the, the mm. thank you. <laughs> um, I it's it's a line that I never thought about going down, and it, it sounds like it's um, probably a a lot more fun experience than. Uh, the lines that I have gone down so far. So I'm eager oh, it, to, it, it's a tough one. Too. Just telling. Yeah. You. Well, I mean, every, I've because of the, uh, the nature of the game and how everything has been slowly changing. Uh, everything has become different. And like, even now I feel like I, I have too many irons in the forge. So I need to pick one and go down it. Um, I recently started trying to do another DD line and I'm going to lose my mind because now I want to start the Russian cruiser line too. Going to start so. maneuver applying to a different line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank, yeah. You, thank you. Thank you. Coined a new yeah. phrase, Nimitz bang up job. Oh Jesus. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's wind it up then for, for this week and uh, start with parting shots. Uh, Nightmare, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, we got, uh, the next event coming up is a leprechaun event. Um, I, uh, was part of the turkeys last for the last events. Turkeys basically the same event, different coat of paint. Um, I've applied to this one too. And so hopefully you'll see me sporting a, uh, a, a leprechaun number tag out there, uh, um, begging for your shells. Don't take that out of context. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> All right, Nimitz, what do you got? Penetrate me, Daddy. No. Oh, no, no, no. He's going to go find his pot of gold. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave. It was fun talking to you all. I'll see you later. Yeah, just not on the show you guys, and I'm out of here. See you later. When's the only ship's account coming? Uh, soon. When I have three different accounts to use, so nobody knows who's Sue. <laughs> I'm still on my rant, so... Uh, War Gaming, GFY, um, I do not like what you did with limiting ships. I think it hurts the smaller clans, and you guys need to figure it out. All right, Mr. Sock. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything other than, I guess, uh, Nightmare-only ships when. Ah. <laughs> it's probably after the ah. fans. I'll All have ceiling right. splitting, just so you know. All right, Mando, you're up. Hey, I got some names for the week. If I, uh, if you listen or you know the person, you know the deal, get in touch with me, and I'll get you a, a weekend pass. So coming in at number three, Nightmare and I ran into this gentleman this afternoon or this morning, uh, Marshall Wyatt Derp. <laughs> Marshall. <laughs> yeah, it just, very, yeah, yeah, it's Marshall Wyatt nice. Derp. Um, and coming in at number two is my pimp hand is strong. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and number one, and like he's actually too. what's that? Like that one too? Yeah, my my pimp hand is strong. And coming in at number one, and he's actually a clanmate. Um, if you guys know C Raptor, he's on C Raptor's clan. I had a chance to cross paths with him, and uh, that is your wife's boyfriend. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow. That's so a little harsh. 
So, <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, you know, Marshall Wyatt Derp, my Pin Pan is Strong, and your wife's boyfriend. If you guys uh, listen to the show or if you know anybody, if you listen to the show and you know them, contact them. Have them get in touch with me and game. I'll hook you up with a weekend pass. And uh, last but not least, if you're a potato, stay out of ranked. Come on, man. Just stay away. Just stay away. And that's my parting shots. That last that last name made uh, made me uh, remember an old uh, way back in the World of Warcraft days. There was a clan that I, I came across. A couple of guys standing around in one of the major cities, and their their clan name was Beta Tested Your Girlfriend. <laughs> oh, wow. I know, I, I know. It was it, it just made me laugh. I know it was terrible, but it yeah, it got me to chuckle at the keyboard. So. Yeah, you know, the people that do names like that just just to be funny, uh, you know, <laughs> more power to you, man. Thanks for doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, KJ, go ahead with yours. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great having you with us. I mean, because we haven't, you know, seen you a whole lot. I know you've been working and everything, so it is good to have you around Unicorn. again for a little while. Yeah, unicorn. <laughs> Knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> Didn't he be uh, a narwhal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not much. Just uh, everybody stay safe with these crazy times still going on and uh, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot. All right. Well, uh, my parting shots. I just thank everybody for showing up in the uh, the chat room. We had uh, gentlemen Rawlers showed up for a little while, and uh, I know they wanted to talk about some some dev notes and some new ships coming, but we ran long, so we'll have something to talk about for next week. So anybody who's interested in hearing about the new ships and the uh, the dockyard that's coming up, uh, that's in my in my little notepad here. And that's going to be talked about on our next week's show. But uh, thanks for joining us and everybody who's out there supporting us. We appreciate it. And we hope to keep coming back every week and, and knocking this out. So until then, take care, everybody. Be safe, be kind, and be nice to everybody out there. Take care. Bye-bye. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.